Welcome to another edition of Billy West Live. Our guest today is Marcus Jones. Marcus is the interim president of Northwestern State University. Marcus, it's great to have you on Billy West Live. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you joining us. And Marcus, we, you know, as I, I was preparing just to, for this interview and to talk with you about your, your, your new position at Northwestern, I read your bio and that you're from Winfield, Louisiana, and you told me something just a few minutes ago that you're one of 20 one children of 20, in 20, your family. Yes. And your mother and father had 18 together. children together, yeah. and they each had a child before. So you have 19 siblings? I do. 13, uh, 13 sisters and, and uh, six brothers. That is amazing. And on the chain of age, where are you in that sequence? So I'm, I'm number 18 out of the 20. Had to be an interesting household to grow up in. Uh, it, it, it was, and I, I came behind uh, eight uh, sisters. And wow. between me and my, my, my brother that's right above me. And I learned more about women than I, uh, <laughs> than I, I sometimes imagine. cared to uh, <laughs> care I to can know. imagine. That yeah. had to be a very interesting house. And you said all of you, all of your brothers and sisters went to Winfield Senior High School. Yes, uh, all of us went to, uh, to high school there, graduated from, from high school. And, and most of us went to college. And several uh-huh. of my brothers uh, went to the military. Well, Marcus Jones, it's great to have you. Then you matriculate to Northwestern, you graduate Northwestern, then you get a master's degree in international finance, and then you get a Juris Doctorate from Southern University Law School, so you have a legal degree. Uh-huh. And so now you come to Northwestern, and you've been on the faculty here since 1994. Talk about your experience at Northwestern. So uh, a- as an undergrad, and this, this, is, this is sort of part of my philosophy as an interim president, as an undergrad, I had one of the one of the best experiences in my life at Northwestern. Uh, everything was student centered, so it was always about the student, and and so that's that's essentially what I want to to make sure that we continue to do. Uh, as uh, after I graduated from uh, from undergrad, uh, went to grad school, uh, spent a year abroad uh, working on. Uh, not, not necessarily an, an undergrad degree, but I, I did an exchange in international uh, economics and then came back and, and finished my uh, graduate work and came back to, to Northwestern at age 25, and I taught uh, econ at the university. Probably one of the most frightening experiences that, uh, that I ever <laughs> uh, had in my life because I was teaching and, and working with students who were in their 30s and 40s and I was like, what, what can I teach someone that's much, much older than me about uh, how the economy works? But had a supportive uh, uh, group of, of co-workers and dean and uh, went to law school. And, and I wasn't making much money then. I was making about twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars a year. wasn't uh, earning a whole lot. And that, that's what led me to, uh, to law school. But I've always wanted to teach. And so my uh, my plan was to always come back to, to Northwestern and teach. And so from uh, from 1999 until you know uh, this summer, I, I've I've always taught at Northwestern. So even when you've I been an in class teacher, uh, in class, mm-hmm. and then uh, once I transitioned to the uh, to the system office, I, I taught online. So I, I I ended up picking up John Williams's business law class after after he uh, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was my business law professor. And so I ended up picking up his business law class to, to help the College of Business out and, uh, and just continued to, uh, to, to teach that course. Uh, and I taught it actually uh, this, this past summer session. 
Uh, Is that right? Yeah. Well, Johnny Williams taught so many uh, students for years uh, at Northwestern, and I, I knew Johnny until he passed away. But another guy who was a big influence, and we'll go back to talking about your, your teaching career in Northwestern, but Ben Johnson was a big uh, influence on your life. Yes. And in fact, you still sit in the Ben Johnson Endowed Professorship at Northwestern. Talk about Mr. Ben, because he was a huge influence and a mentor to me. Yeah. So, so when, I, when I came back to, to Northwestern in 99, um, he was in the process of, or actually Dr. Webb had asked him to uh, endow a professorship, professorship and also a, a scholarship. And one of the things Mr. Johnson uh, indicated to me, because uh, I wasn't present for the, for the conversation, but he said he, he visited with Dr. Webb and he said, Dr. Webb, I will uh, provide this money to the university. Uh, but he said, I need to make sure that you make a commitment to try to diversify the faculty and staff ranks and, and uh, hire um, diverse applicants. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was one of the reasons why he went ahead and, and donated the money. But working with him, I had an opportunity to watch a brilliant, brilliant man uh, who started, and uh, if I remember correctly, he said he started his business in Winfield. Yes. Uh, with, I think, two two or three dollars that he borrowed, and this was in the 30s. It's a great story. That yep. he borrowed from uh, four or five individuals who, who collectively yeah. loaned him that money, and that's how he started the funeral home business and ended up being, being a millionaire as a result of that, but he never, ever forgot uh, the community, and he was always, always very, very supportive, and, and, and he fought a lot for, for civil rights in, in, in the, uh, the area. And he taught me what it, what it meant to always consider those around you and, and be a giver. It's a fascinating story, Mr. Ben told me. I, I had the good fortune to spend a lot of time with Mr. Ben. We could talk for an hour about Ben Johnson, but I want to talk about you, and mm-hmm. I want to talk about Northwestern. But we could literally do an hour, me and you, talking about Ben Johnson and the great things he did around right. here for so many people, underprivileged and not, just mm-hmm. just the things he's done for this city and this parish, this area, and the whole state. I mean, just an incredible man. Yes, and I know he, he had a big influence on you, and he did on me. I didn't realize this, Marcus, and we'll go back to talking about your teaching career, but that you speak French and Spanish and that you've been actively involved in recruiting international students to the whole University of Louisiana system. Talk a little bit about that as we maneuver back toward Northwestern. So, so I actually studied, studied uh, French at Northwestern and um, studied a little, little Spanish, but my Spanish is, is pretty much self-taught. Uh, I, don't, I don't speak as much French now as I, as I used to. I can listen to a conversation and understand uh, what is being said. But, but because of my... Um, uh, international exchange, the international exchange that I participated in through the ISEP program at, uh, at Northwestern, uh, Tommy Whitehead was the uh, ISEP advisor at the, at the time. And so he and I worked together, and uh, I decided to go ahead and, and participate in, in, in that exchange. I did not tell my parents. I had never been on a plane. Uh, I had never been out, out of the country, none of that. I worked uh, during the summer, paid for my passport, and got the application submitted, and, and then I told my mom I was going, and she said, well, no, you're not. And I said, well, Mom, I, I don't <laughs> technically live uh, at home anymore, and I don't uh, actually have to rely on you and Dad to, to, to provide me with, uh, with much financial support, so I'm going to do it. My dad stepped up, and he said, look, let him do it. Yep. 
So fast forward to when I became a, uh, a VP in 2007, Dr. Webb uh, approached me and he said, Marcus, you're, you're already traveling a lot uh, internationally and doing work for Texas A&M University. So I was doing some research with them during the summer. And uh, he said, why don't you use some of your ties and, and, and contacts to try to increase the, uh, the international student population at Northwestern. So through some of the contacts that I, that I had already established through Texas A&M, I started working on exchange agreements. And, and many of them are in France and uh, in Colombia, uh, particularly uh, Cartagena. Uh, and so we ended up getting a huge group of, of students through the pipeline from Cartagena. Uh, there's a Confinaco Music School. And so many of them are students in our band, symphony, and, and they have just really uh, made a huge difference in, in, uh, in the, the level at, uh, at, at NSU. And, and they fully incorporated themselves into the, uh, into the community here. And so when I went to the system office, uh, Dr. Henderson wanted to make sure that we also did the same thing through, throughout the system. And so, uh, so I've I've worked on some system-wide agreements. Uh, we just recently signed one with uh, with the university in Uruguay uh, that that uh, our system schools can now participate in and send students and receive students from there. You know, one of the things that sort of dovetails into some questions that I'd like to ask you about on-campus student population at Northwestern, because we asked Dr. Maggio in our previous interview with Chris uh, about student population, actual on-campus students. And if it's international students or whatever, I know the business leaders in our community, we want to see Northwestern grow the number of students on campus that are actually living here and thriving in the economy, not just the great online presence that Northwestern has now, but we need to get students back here, living here, spending money, and enjoying a traditional college experience. What are your views on that, and how do we attract students back to stay here on campus and spend money in Natchitoches and Natchitoches Parish? So, so we, uh, we just recently um, hired Retha Cox, who, uh, who is our VP for the student experience. And uh, she, she spent so many years working in, in the first year experience area for our, for our students. And, and so she and I have been visiting over the past, uh, past couple of weeks about that very thing. How do we go about increasing the on-campus population? And one of the things that, that, that we're going to have to do is focus not only on that first year experience, but that second year experience as well to create that family environment and, and create a culture on campus that the students want to, to uh, attend the university and stay on campus. Part of part of being able to to really do that um, is going to hinge on our ability to to help some of our students who who are financially unable to pay for housing and meal plans on top of tuition because many of them in, end up having to having to uh, work. It's not that they don't want to be on campus; they just cannot financially afford it. So what we what we're working on is um, additional help through the foundation to provide additional aid to those students through uh, uh, Gillespie retention is one of the one mm-hmm. of the uh, uh, sources of funding that the students can receive and additional scholarship money to to couple with 
the uh, TOPS and Pell Grant and student aid that, that, that they receive to make it more affordable so they don't have to necessarily depend on a job to fund their their uh, their education. So it's there there are a variety of things that that, that we're going to have to do, but it's not just creating that that uh, that family culture on campus, but we also have to look at the financial piece and see if there are ways that we can assist those students to make it more affordable for them to have that that experience uh on, that on-campus experience. But I assume that has to be a priority for you, I would assume. And oh. then how, how do we achieve that goal, like you just said, has some speed bumps and challenges with it. But with Retha's help, you, that, that's obviously a priority for you. It, it, it is. And, and, and Retha has done such a great job in the first-year experience piece that I think we just have to make sure that that is something that is that is is pushed as a as a priority on campus with with all the stakeholders, the faculty, mm-hmm. the staff, uh, and and the students have to understand that this is this is going to be our focus. A lot of our marketing and and promotional stuff that we're going to be doing, it's going to be in the area of highlighting the importance of the first year experience and how wonderful that first year experience is at Northwestern so that the students get a clear idea of what it means to be an on-campus student. It's wonderful that we have a a large uh, online population, but I think financially it, 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 for the city, economically, I think we have to, have to also try to get actual, actual boots on the ground and and students in those seats on campus well, and that's a priority you know it's a the, the traditional bricks and mortar mm-hmm. institutions you know everybody reads about how things are changing because of the internet and those kind of things but it's so important to our economy locally that northwestern is a thriving you know populated institution and we've got to prioritize it and it sounds like it is a priority for you and, and the other thing about it is that those students who are on campus they not only learn in the classroom about math and science and, and psychology, they learn how to be leaders. And that is something that, that oftentimes you are not going to get if you're, if you're taking classes online. So it's about uh, addressing the whole student. Absolutely. Uh, so that's, that, that's why it is a focus for, uh, uh, for us moving forward. And many 18 to 20-year-olds, when they're first away from home, some of the great educational experiences all of them had, I know I had, is just being around other people, learning how to do a checkbook, learning how to Correct. be in a peer group, learning how to accept failure, learning how to maneuver, just general things that you don't get in a classroom. And interpersonal so communication. Life experience yeah. and experience in other cultures and yeah. other people. That's educational itself. Yeah. I know I got a great education in that way uh, when I went off to college, yeah. so it was a wonderful thing for me. Appreciate you being with us. Marcus Jones, Interim President of Northwestern State University, has been our guest on Billy West Live. Thank you for having me. Thank you.